Hi everybody, I'm Heather Chadwell. Hey everybody, I'm Lacey Skulls. And you are watching the very first episode of Talk of Love. Yay! Woo! So you guys probably know us from Cops and from, no, I'm just kidding, uh, Pants Off, Dance Off. Um, <laughs> Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild, that's yes. what it is. You guys I'm know surprised from, I wasn't on that show. I know, I might have been, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we could have very it's well been. It's very possible. Very possible on a yes. spring break. I would yes. have been I feel Who like knows? somewhere I owe someone an apology. Many. Yes. <laughs> you guys know us from VH1's Rock of Love and VH1's Charm School with Sharon Osbourne and VH1's I Love Money. So um, Heather and I have stayed friends ever since the show and we have decided that we are going to do this podcast because you guys have been so good to us and such loyal fans over the years and we also know that you guys always have lots of questions for us and want to know the behind the scenes stuff, what everything is like. So um, on this podcast, we are going to talk a lot about Rock of Love, but we're also going to talk about ourselves and who we are, like outside of Rock of Love. We're going to talk about um, pop culture and sex and love, relationships, music and politics and all kinds of stuff. We're going to cover pretty much everything. This is a safe zone, so everybody is welcome. Um, we want to keep it positive, though, so all your comments are welcome as long as they're positive. We'll just delete them. First, we will skin you and skewer you, <laughs> and then we will step on your face with our stiletto heels on. Then we will delete you. Too many people would like that, actually. They probably would There's like that, There's a lot of fetish guys out there. Yeah, that is they true. They really like that. Yeah, well, we could charge for that, right? I mean, yeah. So for $5, we will step on your out. face. <laughs> I actually do send out old heels and stuff. I have a fan that likes... Those. He's like, do anything that you can't sell online or whatever, just send it to me. I would totally buy your heels. <laughs> I've got some good ones. I can imagine you. <laughs> the one thing that Heather and I really wanted as far as this podcast goes is no polarization. And in fact, we um, invite all of you, it doesn't matter what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are, what your ideology is. This is a place of inclusivity. And we understand that you guys ha come from all walks of life. I mean, there's Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, and we just want you guys to know that we love you all. And this is a place where you can come to where you don't have to worry about divisiveness or polarization. Like, you guys are all welcome here, so. Yes. We also want it, we want it to be, of course, entertaining and then let you guys in on all of the fun backstories and experiences on television that we got um, to experience. Um, also, we want to make this really inspiring. When I was on the show o over 10 years ago, I was in a completely different place in, in, in my life. Back then, I was uh, dancing in Vegas and partying and, and drinking, and now, um, you know, I'm sober, and I live a completely different lifestyle. I'm a That's amazing, realtor. by the way. How long have you been Thank sober you. for? Almost three years. That is impressive. Thank you. Wow. I've been so, sober for like... 15 minutes, so <laughs> there you go. Well, the other thing too that I think people um, are not really aware of, because Rock of Love is, it, it originally aired in 2007. It's been uh, 12, 12 years. years, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm not the same person that I was 12 years yeah. ago. You're not the same person. No, not Nobody is the same person that they were 12 years ago. So we're kind of like in a unique opportunity because we can talk about the people who we were back then, and we can talk about who we are now. Yeah. And um, and then you guys sort of get to see this journey, and hopefully uh, something that I say or something that Heather says can resonate with one of you guys. We've gotten a lot of messages as far as like, uh, we love your guys' journey in life. You know, Lacey's now married. Um, so we just want you to know that um, you can send us messages, things that you're struggling with. I'm sure one of us has been through it, if not both. We went through a lot in our life. I had a hangnail once. 
Oh god, it was rough. Okay. <laughs> I barely got. Through we don't want hangnail. Do not send us hangnail shit. I kid, I kid. Uh, there's a lot of times where people will say to me like, "Oh my god, Lacey, you're so strong and you're so confident. And how do you do it? And how do you get through all the hard times?" And for the most part, I do feel like a strong, confident woman. But yeah. of course. We all have been through our sure. shit, and there are times where I feel not so confident. The same with me, so that's okay. You know, we're humans, and not every single day you're gonna be like, blonde woman! Right, and on the days that we don't feel strong or confident, we're not gonna be like, oh my God, I don't feel strong or confident, no. so I'm gonna get my camera out and put this on social media. No, you don't like, post we, anything at all. We don't post those days. No. So no one is gonna see that. So one of the reasons that Heather and I wanted to do this podcast is because we wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight into not only our lives but our psyche as well and um, let you see all of the areas within our lives that we didn't necessarily put out there on social media or put out there on the reality TV shows and so um, I think that you guys will actually be really surprised about our journey and and uh, things that we've gone through that you would not expect Mm -hmm. and um, and if there is something that you can relate to that I've been through or that Heather has been through. Ultimately, that is the goal of this. Yes. Hopefully we can help you guys as well as entertain you and um, yeah, make you laugh. Absolutely. A lot of you have been asking Heather and I questions over the years about Rock of Love yes. and wanting to know, you know, what is the dirt, what's the scoop, what happened behind the scenes, all that good stuff. So um, I have some questions here from fans. Do you want to get into that? Let's get into it. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Where are we starting? <clears throat> question one. Okay. So um, this is kind of a fun question. Okay. So uh, one of our fans wants to know, um, how did you get cast for Rock of Love? Okay, so for me, I was um, doing background work on a show called Surreal Life. Um, and I, I love Surreal Life. <laughs> Tell them a little bit about Surreal Life, just in case. It's the same production company that did Rock of Love. Right. It was before Flavor of Love. Correct. So, so they did Surreal the Life. The production company that did all the Of Love shows started with uh, The Surreal Life. And it's a bunch of you know rock stars, and there were some porn stars on there. and um, who, Celebrities, celebrities, like. And they put them in a house, and it's just a bunch of uh, personalities. Female wrestler. Female wrestler, yes. Let's get a bunch of crazy people and put them into a house and see what happens. Of course, that's great TV. But anyways, on this episode, um, so there were, you know, Ron Jeremy, China Doll, Tracy Bingham, Vanilla Ice, Brigitte Nielsen. um, They were all there. And so I just went in there. We just all got really freaking drunk. And then two months later, I was contacted on my MySpace page back in the MySpace days. Wow, MySpace. Yeah. And so for you millennials, MySpace (laughs) is a porn website. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's like it's like before Facebook came out. It was actually pretty awesome. Um, so anyways, they contacted me on there and they said, you know, you were hilarious on the surreal life and we've got a, um, a show with an eighties rocker. Mm -hmm. Um, would you be down? You'd have to live in a house with like 20 females. And at this time I was working in a club. So I was like, I work with 20 bitches a night. Like I can handle (laughs) a hundred a night. I can handle handle that. So I'm like, sure. I didn't know who it was going to be. I didn't care. And I wanted to do reality TV anyways. So I'm like, well, this is perfect. Yeah. Throw me in there. I don't really care. And then we found out like later it was Brett. Yeah. Um, but so I had to go to my casting, which was here in Vegas. And, um, 
I wore the hat that I wore in Vegas, actually, and they made me take it off, so I had a hat head. But I had, like, a low-cut shirt, and my boobs are out. And there you I was, go. Yeah, and I was just, like, I started just, like, talking with my boobs. I was like, hey, baby, how you doing? That's a really good conversation, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> talking <laughs> with boobs. There is no bad boob yeah. conversation. And the, the rest is the rest history. history. Opportunities like this don't really come along very often. And I... I mean, that would, how much fun could it be to be on a reality show? And it turns out it was a lot of fun. Yeah. When I went on the show, um, I found out it was the same producers who had done Flavor of Love. I was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really, really do it. And one person who I was always a huge fan of was New York from Flavor of Love. I love her. She's so great. She's she was just best. so, she was amazing. She was so funny and so entertaining. And she, she was like is. this badass. <laughs> and so I, so when I got the show, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really do this. And I decided at that point in time, I'm going to be the rock and roll version of what New York's character was. And I'm just going to be this like wild, crazy, yes. like shit causing, <laughs> you know, troublemaking person in the cast. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that, if I do that, then that will make it worth it to me. That'll be right. fun. And right. so that's why I did. Yeah. Well, and you did a great job. Oh, well, thank you. You're like <laughs> the best villain ever. It was so much fun. <laughs> you know what's funny <laughs> about great. New York? New York, I remember, I've met her twice. I think you've, you've hung out with her way more than I have, but I've met her twice. Both times I met her, she was really, really nice. But the thing that's really funny, and people say this about me too, um, she's very short. Like, you you think that um, she has such a big persona. So I, I never got, noticed that, but we're always in heels every time we hang out. That's so maybe true. she's got more. I never really noticed. Yeah, I just, so I'm, I am short. I'm five foot four. Uh -huh. And I remember um, New York, when I met her, she was, a little bit tiny bit shorter than me but I just remember like I thought she was gonna be like 5'9 or 5'10 or something like that because yeah. her persona is so big and so I was like oh my god I feel like I looked like I was like 5'10 on the show and I'm 5'6 and a half you're 5'6 and a half yeah oh I always thought I was like 5'7 and a half for like ever like I worked at a, a doctor's office one time in the past and they like measure me and they're like and I'm like oh you don't need to measure me I'm like 5'7 and a half he's like you're not even 5'7 I'm like wait what <laughs> maybe no. you shrunk Maybe, maybe maybe your boobs like weighted you down. <laughs> You've got awesome boobs, so <laughs> your your spine is like I can't handle this. You're asking right. way too much of me. Yeah, maybe it just over the years became a hunchback. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You're not a hunchback. Um, so I'm always thinking about the viewers, and I'm always thinking about like how can I make this entertaining, and I can always up the ante by just being as outrageous as I possibly can. Well, that's what makes great TV. Absolutely. And you and I were both able to really take it to the next level. Right. And I created amazing television. I think that's why we both did so well because, you know, how I explain this to people is that, you know, people ask me all the time, are you really that way in real life? Yeah. You know, like, you know, are you really crazy? And I'm like, well, you know, I just got out of a mental hospital. And <laughs> when I'm not wearing my straight jacket, I tend to get unruly. Right. But, but, um, but honestly, um, like, my answer to people, are you really that way, is like, of course, there is an element, a big element to my personality that is that way. But when you're doing these shows, you, you take that element of your craziness or your level. outlandishness. And I always tell people, you, you switch the switch onto on. And you're on 24 hours a day. You're, you're, you're the amped up version of your craziest version of yourself. Yeah. Because we're, we're always aware 
that, I mean, it is reality television, but at the same time, we're also aware that there's, there's cameras, cameras all around us. So it's it's a constant reminder that you are performing. That's right. Like, And if, if you're not, you're getting kicked off. And if you're not, you're getting kicked off. It's not a documentary. Right. It's not documentary right. rock of love, you know. So <laughs> documentary of love. Documentary of love. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, people, they see these shows and they're like, well, it's a reality show, so it must be real. And there are parts of it that's real, but but it, don't ruin it for me. I thought it was. Real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm always like, you know, we're here to make good television. In fact, yeah. I'm on day one. I remember um, when we first were let into the house. It was like the first hour that we were there, and I was basically like, "This is so weird," and like, there's cameras all around, and I remember hearing the girls talking about their nail polish. And one girl's like, oh, oh my God, I love your nails. Oh, thanks, I love your nails. Oh, yeah. And they started talking about like, their French manicures and all this. And I, and I remember watching this and then looking at the cameraman and I was like, this show is gonna fucking tank. And that I was, was really, bar. really worried. <laughs> and so I'm like, I cannot believe that they're filming this. Like, th th this is not film worthy. They're talking yeah. about their nails. And so that's when I started, you know, the wheels in my head start turning. Like, like I gotta mix this up and make it fun because otherwise, People are going to turn the TV off. Well, for me, all you needed to do was add vodka and Red Bull. Yeah, and you're just like, you're bored to tears. So we're like, let's drink. We're well, bored yeah. to tears. That's all there is to do. Bored to tears. People often ask me what it was like to live in the house. And it was a big, beautiful house in Bel Air. Mm -hmm. So people are like, that must have been amazing. It is amazing for like a day if you get to leave and go home. But you don't. We didn't get that luxury. No. And what people don't know is they take, they go through your bags and they, you know, they take no books, no phones. No radios, no iPods, no, no iPads, no movies, TV, no, no magazines. Movies, no I brought magazines. magazines and they took them away. Right, you're not allowed to read. You can't. There's, uh, you know, there's one like phone, house phone, but it's recorded. So you absolutely have zero privacy. You have well, nothing people, to do. They don't want to drink. They don't want to film us reading a magazine. No. They don't want to film us answering our emails. Right. So they take all that away, and so you're sort of like deprived of like what you're used to in life, and then we're in the house. I mean, Heather and I were there till the end, so we were in the house for 30 days. After a period of time of not being able to leave the house and do your normal You start life, going stir crazy. You go stir crazy. Basically, all there was to do was swim, um, paint your nails, talk, drink. To the, talk to the other girls, or drink alcohol. So I'm like, okay, I've already swam for like the fifth time today. I've already done my nails. I've already talked to the girls that, that like want to talk to me, which there's only like three of you. <laughs> and um, producers did that on purpose they did, because well, they knew if we were drunk that we would create entertainment. Well, yeah, they even came up to me and they're like, you know, these girls are out there laying out, like go get them drunk. If you want to have a chill day, it's, you can't because nobody wants to watch that shit. Rock of Love was basically a frat house that you never got to leave. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we have another question question here. How sincere was Brett about finding love? Okay, so I actually can answer this pretty easily, which will also help explain um, why I was so comfortable going into my villain character. When I was first going into the show, I was very um, analytical about everything because I was trying to figure out like, what is my place in this cast and, and yeah. how do I want to be portrayed? I was already a fan of all the Of Love shows and I'd watched Flavor of Love and so when I was first there, when we first started recording, I was sort of assessing the whole situation. And um, I was thinking about Flavor of Love. And I remembered that um, Flavor of Love did season one and then he allegedly found love and then the show was over and then it didn't work out. And then he came back and did season two and then he found love again and then that didn't work out and then they did season three. And so um, when they were basically doing like the rock and roll version of Flavor of Love, I was like, this is probably a similar Same situation. Format. 
And also, I was like, you know, Brett Michaels is a good-looking guy. He's really nice. He's very famous. His band was huge in the 80s. I have a hard time believing that this guy can't find love. So when I had that thought, along with watching how the producers were with um, Flavor of Love, it made me skeptical on whether or not Brett was really there to find love. Yeah. So when I was um, when we first started filming, my one of my first agendas was to kind of figure out to get to get to the bottom of that. Right. And it made me want to question Brett about the reality, no pun intended, of the whole thing. So this was sort of like early on. And I ended up in the car with Brett and I knew that the editors were gonna edit this conversation out, but I was like, I don't care about that. This, I'm, I gotta have this conversation right. for me to figure out what my game plan for this show is. So we're sitting in the car together, there was no other girls around. And I was like, so, so Brett, l let me ask you a question. He's like, okay. And I said, um, you really, don't have a girlfriend, like really for real, for real, you don't have a girlfriend. And he and he's paused for a moment and he goes, well, <laughs> and as soon as he said that, I was like, aha, you have a girl. I did appreciate his honesty and this was his exact words. I'm in an on again, off again relationship with the mother of my two daughters. So when he told me that, I was grateful because it gave me carte blanche to be like, okay, I can now take this character and run with it. Yes. And that was the one thing I wanted to do is be the villain. And the and reason- You did I, a great job at it. I appreciate so it. good. I just, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that, Heather. I just, I loved New York so much. And it was, she was so funny. And I knew that if I was gonna be on a TV show, I wanted to milk it for all it's worth. I, that's why I did the villain character. And that's why when everybody was like, how did you not kick Lacey off the show? She's crazy. And she's oh, like, you. and it's because they needed a villain. But. I didn't want to tell any of the girls that because I'm very competitive. I was on the show for sure. a reason and I wanted I, I wanted to have that advantage. I wanted to have that leg up over the other girls. Yes. So I kept that information to myself. Okay. But then I realized I can do basically whatever I want on the show and it doesn't matter because he's not looking for love. He's looking to make a successful television show because Poison had been on break for a really long time, so this is a way for him to revamp his career. So I'm like, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that negative. No, and what people don't know brilliant. is he's a hellacious businessman. He is a great, he is great, incredible. really good businessman. Yes. So what was your take on if Brett was really there for love or not? I just knew I was. I didn't have the conversation. Like, I didn't ask him like you did. I went on there um, assuming that he was honest mm -hmm. and that we were all in there for the same reasons to have fun and, you know, if you have you know, hopefully fall in love or date or whatever. Um, so I was under the impression that he was um, doing it for the right reasons. For the reasons that it was pitched to us. That he was yeah, looking that for it, love. That it was pitched to us, correct. And Brett's looks, a lot of fun. Yeah. He's a really fun I mean, guy. And hit it off immediately. You guys had a really sincere connection, I gotta say. I felt like... These are two people who seem like they have known each other for 10 years. Right, it felt like that too. You did like a million inside jokes. Totally. We have the same sense of humor. You the, do. The witty banter was like immediate. Yes. So that made me feel more comfortable and, um, you know, like him even more. You kind of let your guard down with him, right? Right. I will say that watching the rest of the girls in the house who didn't have that information that I had, I couldn't help but go like, this is really kind of fucked up because... <laughs> The producers are toying with these girls' emotions because some of the girls really 
had a connection and in I fact- I was traumatized for a long time well, after Well, I was gonna say- <laughs> So, would it be accurate to say that you did develop genuine feelings for Brett during yes, the course of the it was, show? Yes, that's accurate. Yes. Man, that's really tough. I feel like the girls were sort of like sold an idea that this is a dating show. Yeah. And, and really it wasn't a dating show because one person wasn't looking to date and all the other ones were. So it was very one-sided. You should have called it Rock of Lies. <laughs> <laughs> you girls were being authentic with your emotions and that's what made, it, made such a great television show. But it was sort of like at your expense of at course, the same time. Of course, I was so, so pissed. Oh, at the end of this. Was, was there any so part of you that thought that he was going to choose Because honestly, no. I, didn't, I didn't see the connection between him and Jess no. at all. And he told me, even in Cabo, I was just like, if I did all this and you don't fucking choose me, he's like, you're going to fucking kill me. I know. Don't worry about it. So I didn't. So, he, so in Cabo, he reassured you when you were nervous yes. about whether it was going to be you or Jess. Right. Hmm. Which he may have done the same for her. I don't know. Like you got his name tattooed on your neck. <laughs> I know. When you were on the, uh, you were on the date and you were going to the tattoo parlor, did anybody, and when I say anybody, I don't, I don't mean just Brett, but did any of the producers try to stop you? When, when they, when they found out that you were well, getting dressed in. Well, no, that's, that's great TV. Crazy. That's crazy though. So what are some of these other questions that we got? Well, okay. um, so people want to know what, okay. So the first, when we, the first day, um, you pulled Jess in the pool. First off, we realized that we had some party girls over here and then we had some girls outside some that were like just like- straight edge sort of girls. Yeah, we kind of saw them as they were just kind of shit It was really us. funny because in the house, I feel like the girls sort of divided themselves pretty quickly. And, and you're right, it was like the, the party girls, the like the fun girls, mm -hmm. and then like the stick up their ass girls. And yeah. so I remember- But they were partiers too. I mean, they drank and they smoked chain smokes. So they yeah. weren't any different. Yeah, they did the marble party. <laughs> yeah, it's a really lame party. But so what made you decide to go and pull her in the pool? Like what, did she say something to you to where you're like, okay, I'm gonna like. Yeah, I'm gonna get this bitch. Yeah, so, what, what prompted that? So, okay, I had been hanging out with, with you girls yeah. for a little while. We were like bonding we're and getting along, having fun. And so I, I had seen this divide within the house where like half the girls were over here and the other half the girls were over here. You actually mentioned that. You're like, right. I noticed that yeah. these girls are here. So I was here. like, so I've been hanging with you guys. And so I was like, let me go check out the other girls and see what they were all about. And I went over there, honestly, with an open mind going like, let me get to know these girls. Because obviously they were like, Parting from us. I mean, I could tell that they were like a little bit more introverted, a little bit more, um, just not as, as wild and crazy as we are. Yeah. So I was like, let me just go check them out. Right. But by the time I went over there, I remember it was, it was Jess. It was that girl, um, Magdalena. It was a girl. Magdeanderthal. Magdeanderthal. <laughs> so I went over to talk to these girls and they, you know what? It reminded me of being back in like high school or junior high with like the popular girls and then like the, so like the goth girls, like it totally was. I'm like, I'm back in freaking junior high school. Like we're like the party girls and these are like the sorority bitches. Yeah. And, and I, I really honestly gave it a genuine effort to like, Hey, so who are you guys? And they were just like, who are you? They you were so stuck up. And I was like, Oh hell. And so, so <laughs> with the neck and everything yeah. and they were just, they were so stuck up and I'm like, you're not all that. Like, honestly, you're not. And well, so clearly you should. 
Uh, so I so I went over to Brandy C and I remember Brandy C was supposed to do this with me and then oh, she was like she let's was? Yeah, so she oh. was like let's do this and then I like go running over there I'm like where's Brandy C? I guess it's just a But she didn't push. I mean you did like a whole circle around and Dude, like, I I like pretty, when I watched that battle, oh I was like God. I had like technique. You did, I was like I had form. I was like, Ooh. if it was the Olympics, I would have gotten a 10. I'm You're lucky saying, to get just, your ass kicked. I know. I know. I, I think she was just like in shock. But here's the thing. So I remember I like, I ran up to her and I like wrapped myself around her, just threw myself backwards because I had a swimsuit well, you on. You were like she literally, you weren't going to fail at this. No, I was like determined. You I'm were like, not, this you were is happening. failing. You already knew it was going we're down. You're going in the pool. And your technique is already like complete right. confidence. This we're is happening. In. Yes, exactly. <laughs> have you ever watched it like frame by frame? I've watched it multiple oh, times oh, but oh. not like that <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of fun oh, so so okay so when I pulled her in the pool and we're underwater we're underwater for like two or three seconds right and so my brain's going and I'm thinking like first of all I'm like I can't believe I actually pulled that <laughs> off and then I'm thinking like when we pop up we're all going to be laughing. Like, I honestly thought that. Like, that was funny. We're all going to be laughing. Because, honestly, if somebody did that to me, I would probably be like, you asshole. And I'd probably laugh and think it was funny. Yeah. But we're dealing with, like, stuck-up girls who, like, with sticks up their asses. So it's a whole different whole different thing. So I remember I came up, and, and she was angry. And I, and I was like, okay, I get it, you know. But she was, like, really angry. I was like, yes. oh, shit. And so I'm like, okay, I can either, I can either back down or I can, like, poke the beast with a stick a little bit. You're really good but at it was, by the way. I, <laughs> I consider it a talent. <laughs> we'll, we'll poke with stick. Um, but yeah, she was like, she was so angry. And that basically, I was like, oh man. Like I, I honestly, I figured either she's going to laugh or she's going to be sort of pissed off. But the Did level- you feel bad at all? I no. don't feel like that. <laughs> I figured she probably she probably put a lot of effort into her hair, so I was like, well, that's yeah. awesome. but but yeah, she was so mad, and so I think that basically like just solidified the divide between For sure. her and her group. And, and I think us. I feel like after even like after that, there was some fighting going on, which that leads me to my next question that we got from fans: um, the issue with you in Dallas. Yes. There was an issue with me in Dallas? Right, so then so from Jess to Dallas, and then after that, then we divided, and they went all downstairs, and we had our eight. I thought we were like besties. <laughs> Lacey so. and Dallas, best friends forever. So Dallas was a part of the whole, like, stick-up-their-ass crew of girls. And so, I mean, it was, it was really crazy. It turned into this, like... This like rivalry, you know, yes. and it's just like out of nowhere. It was like us versus them, you know. And uh, so Dallas was part of the them. And um, so for those of you who don't know, I am an animal rights activist. I had another shirt that said um, "Bad people wear fur." Oh. And so and so I don't think the cameras caught this, but I remember we were crossing paths one day, and she saw my shirt, and she made some just sort of like snide comment about like like oh well I wear fur and I love fur and blah 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 and she was saying it just to like give me a little dig well, you, uh... and then later is when we were all in the room together and you were there and you were talking about like your dog had like chewed something yeah. and she was like if I if my dog chewed something I would kill that dog or yeah. she said something but something she, crazy. but I feel like she, that was like another kind of like dig at me she knew that I was um, into animals she just happened to give me a hard time about my animal rights activism so I'm like that's perfect because I was looking for a 
justification for being this villain and and that's actually really perfect because genuinely that is something that affects fires me people you up. that fires me up mm-hmm. people who are talk about you know cruelty towards animals totally. or don't have compassion for animals right. so i'm like this is perfect because a it is genuine to my personality but b what a great excuse to to get to be my villain character so from there i just like you know went after dallas that's not for me yeah but then when she went down and she put on everybody's shit in the house yeah that really like yeah. that was coming for well, she too. was really great because she was she was a great antagonist yeah. and i was too and what i really liked about dallas Dallas probably hates my guts, by the way, but I'm okay with it because Dallas, if you're out there, we would like to interview you. <laughs> Dallas, like, oh hell no. There's a Dallas has a lacy voodoo doll that she's like shoving pins into as we speak. Well, hopefully, since it's been so long ago, maybe she's forgotten. Not forgotten. Probably. But, yeah. I think she pretty much hates my guts. But but see, the thing is, she didn't know that I was doing this for the sake of making a fun TV show. She thought that my um, antagonizing of her was genuine and that I was just sort of like picking on her. Mm -hmm. But really what it was is that she antagonized me and I was able to use that to show my right. villain self. And then of course her whole posse, then that got them riled up and it right. just gave me more people to like get to have these kinds of interactions with mm-hmm. for the sake of making a fun television show. Right. Well, you, you did that. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> I remember so. the first day we got there, um, what I still don't know to this day was the handful of girls that they pulled out and didn't let them go in. Oh, what, Do you yes. know anything about that? That's okay. so messed up. It's pretty messed up. So basically, my understanding is they, uh, the producers and the casting director, uh, auditioned girls from all over the country. And so a lot, so it was a little easier for me because the show was shot in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles, so I literally just had to drive there. Right. But a lot of girls flew in and um, and they purposely brought in more girls than they were going to have going to the house. But none of us knew that at the time. We really had no idea what we were walking into. No, and we were, our, and we were in a hotel for two days prior. Then they drive us to the set, and they have us all on these bleachers, right? Yeah, and they had me in the back, and you could barely see me. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, uh, you're like, I'll show them. I'm like... Um, you need to see my big hair, though. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> Your hair needs a reality show. Oh, inside. my God. It's pretty good. So, that was all Grey Goose talking. Really? Yeah, it's it's vodka and teasing and spraying. There you go. I like it. So, um, but yeah, so I remember Big John came out, and he was yes. saying, he, he called us by our names, and we didn't know what that meant. And so, and I think he ended up saying, if I didn't call your name, hang out. Hang out. And then all of us went in. Right. And these poor girls were like, What's going on? Do, oh, maybe we got a backstage pass or something up. special. And then he tells me to go home. And he sent them home. So mean. Oh my God, that was brutal. But brutal. Tiffany was not having it. She was hilarious. She's like, <laughs> Meh, meh, meh. Let I ain't going nowhere. Do you think that? Tiffany really came up with that idea on her own to like to give think, away in. I think that she was drunk enough to make good TV, or what was she drunk at the beginning? Like, or she was on something? I don't know. I feel like she was. For those of you who don't remember, Tiffany was a don't throw me with a good She time. was the drunkest one on the first episode, <laughs> first couple episodes. Yeah, great, great. She was hysterical. She had the, the the best one liners of anybody 
Totally. On any reality Ain't show. Ain't no booty like Southside booty. <laughs> yeah. What was the, the Gatorade hater? Oh, uh, yeah, drinking that. Hey, sure, I don't drink that shit. It was so good. <laughs> good. Tiffany was so drunk, she had to have subtitles. She did. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes I need subtitles just in life, but, you know. She ain't no bitch getting bad enough to my face. <laughs> <laughs> she was really good. She was brilliant. I hope she's they doing good out there. They should have kept her longer. I know. That would have been. I feel like she should have stayed longer They as really well. should. There's some really yeah. boring girls there. Yes. There was a few girls that you guys don't remember, and I actually barely remember as well, that were just really super boring yes. and Tiffany would have been good she was good though yeah the fact that she was on the first episode and we all remember her yeah contact us girl we want to interview yes, you yes Tiffany we want to know your story what come happened. on to our podcast come on yeah, don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> I'm threatening you with a good time Tiffany I'm threatening <laughs> threaten you with consider a good time. us a threat of a good time <laughs> yes she was great she, she was, great. was very good all right, thanks so much, guys. That wraps up for episode one of Talk of Love, the podcast with Heather Chadwell and Lacey Skulls. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us both on our Instagram page, Lacey Skulls and Heather underscore Chadwell, and stay tuned for episode two. Peace out, guys.